Hey everyone, welcome to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than getting hitched this weekend. Uh, joining me tonight is Matt. Hello. Tabitha. Hello. And Lydia. Hello. And I'm Mitch. Um, this is kind of like, you know, like 2018, we had a bunch of like wedding specials or whatever, you know, Batman, Fantastic Four. Um, what was the other one where they didn't get married? Um, uh, X-Men. Yeah. X-Men. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, The Geek Awakens, we're having our very own wedding special. <laughs> Uh, this Saturday, well, yeah, I guess I'll spill the details. Not all the details. We don't want you crashing the wedding. That'd be weird. <laughs> but, um, Pickett and his fiance Megan are getting married, so he is obviously not on tonight because he's doing other things, more important things, finalizing things. I don't know. He's doing things. things. He's doing things that involve wedding things. Right. All the things. So many things. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I guess it goes without saying that we all wish him good luck and... Mazeltov? I don't know. Um, kind of, yeah. Sure. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> so, uh, that said, I'm going to just kind of jump right into it. So, Oscar nominations came out on Tuesday? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, the biggest takeaway from it was that uh, Black Panther is the first superhero movie to actually get nominated for Best Picture. Um, it's up against uh, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. That's all well and good that Black Panther got nominated. Yeah. It ain't gonna win. No. <laughs> um, especially, and this is something that I, you know, mentioned with the Golden Globes. Now, Black Panther for the Oscars has gotten nominated for other minor awards, but this is the only major award that it's gotten nominated for. It's just, it does, these types of movies don't typically, you know, win if it's just Best Picture that mm-hmm. it's nominated for. You no. gotta have at least another, like, Best Actor or Director or whatever yeah. thrown in there. Especially when it's up against things like Stars Born and Bohemian Rhapsody that everyone was freaking out about for so long. Right. Which, to be fair, everybody freaked out about Black Panther. They did, but... And my thing is, and, you know, like, and don't get me wrong, I loved Black Panther. Um, I, you know, I would happily watch it again. Never, never got around to it, but I'm bad at watching movies. So even the fact that I watched it the first time is an accomplishment. <laughs> um, but as much as I loved that movie, nothing about that movie screamed best picture contender. No. It no, was, it was a wonderful popcorn flick. And, in, and there is something to be said for the cultural, uh, movement that it created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the movie itself just it didn't it didn't ha- I didn't leave that movie feeling like oh yeah this is going to be a thing no you know yeah. I I did see it twice and I still didn't leave the theater feeling like that either time <laughs> right so I mean you know like and more power to it if Black Panther does pull it off awesome fantastic right but mm-hmm. I don't know it's got stiff competition um the other big takeaway for the Oscars was the best animated feature film uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse was nominated as was Incredibles two Isle of Dogs uh, Mirai? Is that M-I-R-A-I? Sure. We're gonna go with that. And Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, which, it's funny because right before we started, you guys were talking (laughs) about Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse can take this one. Yeah. I saw Isla Dogs. (laughs) 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 It's not based on how many times you cry. (laughs) I didn't cry. Mm, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really don't think I did. Mm. I don't know. I probably did. <laughs> I mean, the movie is called Isle of Dogs. I'm pretty sure you cried at least some point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, and that's kind of what I was thinking about because, like, I did a little bit of research with this one, and granted, the majority of the best animated features have been Disney products, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that would lead it towards Incredibles 2 and Ralph, that's Disney, right? Yeah, Yeah. Pixar. Yeah. So, I mean, that does lead it to maybe one of those two. But there's only been one other movie that was a sequel that that has won that picture, or that that has won that award. Mm. Oh, really? So, yeah. Toy Story 3. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so it's not like, it's not like they would tend to favor something like that. Yeah. That said, the original Incredibles did win... Uh, best picture, so I mean, not best picture, but you know what I mean. Animated. Best animated, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think I never saw Isle of Dogs, but looking at the list of nominations, I think for me, I think that Isle of Dogs is Spider Man's biggest competition. 
and and with both of those movies, I mean, the, both of those animated movies were they they were completely different styles. Mm-hmm. They're styles that we don't see that often. No, that's um, true. But I think what you know, in my mind, what kind of gives Spider Man the edge, you know, between those two is that with the animated features, it's usually a bigger movie that's that wins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one that people have talked about. It's not like best picture where it may be end up the winner may end up being somebody that a movie that only like three people watch right um but (laughs) but that said i mean isle of dogs i don't think had that though i don't Mm. think i don't think it got a lot of buzz that pre-release buzz yeah no not really Mm -mm. so i mean it had less (laughs) pre-release buzz than probably even ralph breaks the internet Mm mm-hmm but the previews to that movie creeped me out. Isle of Dogs? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so good, though. But I love Wes Anderson, so I'm... See, I really wanted to see that movie. Ugh. And I just didn't get around to it. I would recommend it. But... I think you would like it. I really don't think I cried, though. I know you guys don't believe me. But... No, we don't believe you. <laughs> no. I still need to see a movie with you. Oh, I cry a lot. Do she I does. Lot I know, that's why I want to see a movie with you. <laughs> she does, yeah. I cry a lot and I make noise. <laughs> <laughs> I sit up and wiggle and I get happy. It's real annoying. <laughs> but, um, before, it's a terrible experience. <laughs> to it's not that terrible. It's actually it's, it's pretty entertaining. You ever see me when I get like super into a movie and get like, oh my god, it's so cute. Like yeah. I, I get just as bad. <laughs> I think my biggest um, suggestion for seeing a movie with Tabitha see it first without her that way when you notice that way when you know your attention you is diverted know to look. yeah and and when your attention is diverted you know to her you're not missing out on the movie yeah i'm distracting that's fair yeah i mean we, we you and i definitely <laughs> made eye contact when she started crying during power rangers okay so what <laughs> happened was i started crying during power rangers we, like, their spider like... sense tingled and they both like were you like sitting between us no i was sitting on the other <laughs> yeah. you and then you, and then me, and I, I like, I started crying, and then like at the same time, it's like my first tear went. I saw their heads turn at each other, and then like I look over, and Mitch is leaning around Matt, and Matt's just staring at me, and they're both like, really, really? <laughs> like, like back to back, and I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> to be fair, it was a sad moment. It was super. It was sad. a sad moment. Like, Let me have my feelings. <laughs> so. Before before I run down um, some of the other categories that um, not just Black Panther and In the Spider Verse, but also other movies that we've talked about, um, some of those other nominations. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about about either Best Picture or Animated? I don't think so. Okay. So, um, all right. So for Best Production Design, uh, Black Panther was nominated, as was The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. Um, Black Panther and uh, Mary Poppins Returns also got nominated for Best Costume Design. Um, Black Panther for and uh, Mary Poppins for Best Original Score. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, best Original Song, um, all the stars for Black Panther, as well as The Place Where Lost Things Go for Mary Poppins Returns. Um, I would just, I would like to see all the stars win. I, I mean, I, I want to because. Uh, best original song is one of my favorite Oscar categories, and so I make a point to go and actually listen to all the songs, even if I haven't seen the movie. But so far, All the Stars is the only one that I've actually heard. But I just really like that song. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So Black Panther, and I think we've talked about a Quiet Place a couple times. Um, got mm-hmm. nominated for best sound editing. I'm sorry. Uh, what a Quiet <laughs> Place sound editing. <laughs> Did you all see that movie? No. no. There's no. a lot more sound in that movie than everyone lets on. <laughs> it's not, not that quiet. It's not very quiet. <laughs> Fair. Somebody mistitled this film. This film. Um, <laughs> Black Panther and First Man uh, got nominated for Best Sound Mixing. And then the only award that Avengers of Infinity War was nominated for was Best Visual, Visual Effects. And... Um, uh, First Man, Ready Player One, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and then also Christopher Robin also got nominated for that. Oh, Christopher Robin. Well, I'm already going to say that Ready Player One should not win just based on that stupid poster and his super long leg. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Player One should not win because that movie was awful. That's why Ready Player One should win. <laughs> Christopher Robin all the way. Because that gave me all the feels. 
I didn't see that. Yeah, I haven't so seen good. that. I feel like that's something I can't watch in public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, probably not. I'm pretty sure I cried at that one, so it's probably best to watch it in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> I feel what I probably should do, because at this point, as much as I wanted to see Mary Poppins Returns, like, I haven't done it yet, so at mm. this point, probably not going to happen in the theaters. So I probably should just wait a few more months and then wait for, like, a really sad day and watch that and Christopher Robin, like, back-to-back. Just have a good cry fest. Have a good cry. Can you call me when you're done and I'll bring you some Rocky Road or something? <laughs> a bottle of wine and some Rocky Road. I'll just leave them on the step. You don't even have to look at me. Because <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, I haven't seen Christopher Robin, but I cried multiple times during Mary Poppins. I'll let you know. <laughs> so... Um, Let's go ahead and get into gut reaction. We've got a lot of, uh, to cover uh, this week. And Matt, we're going to start with you and Unsolved Mysteries. So, as... I, you know, we talk about the Lin-Manuel Miranda news desk. I feel like we need a Netflix news desk. Like, there's just... Every time we turn around. Um, so, Sean Levy, who... Part of Stranger Things. Um, and his 21 Laps Entertainment Company are executive producing an Unsolved Mysteries reboot for Netflix. It's going to be a 12-part series. Um, They're going to go kind of like what they did with the old episodes. The documentary-style reenactments, which were hokey and cheesy. And, and wonderful. Right, wonderful, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then each episode is going to tackle one particular mystery. Um, and then for anybody that is kind of worried about them kind of like doing it justice from the old episodes, um, John Cosgrove and Terry Dunn Moyer... Um, who were producers on the original series, um, are teaming up with Sean Levy for this reboot, um, and Moyer is going to be the showrunner. So, um, I don't know. To me, Unsolved Mysteries is a lot like um, Twilight Zone. Um, I Do we necessarily need a reboot? No. Is it a cool idea? Yes. Am I going to watch it? Probably. So I'm going to go thumbs up. Um, Unsolved Mysteries was one of those shows that, as a kid, um, scared the living Jesus out of me. Um, as an adult, I haven't watched too much of it as an adult, but I very much welcome this, especially if they keep the reenactments as hokey as the original ones were. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm thumbs in, thumbs up regardless, but definitely thumbs up if they do it that way. Lydia? It uh, sounds like a fun idea anyway, to just bring something like that back. Plus, if they have the people like that on board to kind of keep it on track with what it used to be. Sounds good to me, so thumbs up. Tabitha. I freaking love Unsolved Mysteries. When it hit Hulu... <laughs> Color <I> me surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not wrong. Um, <laughs> when it hit Hulu, I was the happiest person in the world. Or Amazon Prime. Where is it? It's somewhere. Um, One of those streaming It's services. somewhere on a streaming service and I've watched it. And it's it's Unsolved. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um... Thumbs up all the way. I'm so excited. I agreed, though. Like, if they don't keep the reenactments so bad <laughs> with, like, people who look nothing like the people they're portraying, I will be upset. Tabitha, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk Mystic Pizza. <laughs> um, Mystic Pizza is being tor- turned into a musical by Lively McCabe Entertainment. And, of all people, Melissa Etheridge is going to be writing the songs. Um, Gordon Greenberg will direct and collaborate on the book with uh, Sass Goldberg, um, who's another Broadway theater person. Um, They're going to license the musical. Um, They haven't announced the rest of the creative team or plans for if it will be on or off Broadway or just like a regional theater kind of situation. Um, Two things. We've talked about this before, but I weirdly love Melissa Etheridge. Second, I really love Mystic Pizza. And it's going to be a musical, so I'm going thumb sideways because it's one of those things like where they're turning something classic into a musical again, and sometimes it goes really good, like Waitress, and sometimes it goes really bad, like a lot of other things. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Heather's because Heather's is good though. But um, <laughs> so I'm going thumb sideways. Matt, um, I have never seen Mystic Pizza. I kind of can take or leave. When it comes to Melissa Etheridge. Melissa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just going to go thumb sideways on this one. Yeah. Um, I also haven't seen Mystic Pizza. I really enjoy <laughs> Melissa Etheridge. 
Um, I'm going. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a thumbs up. Um, and especially if there's a song called "Come to My Pizza Window," um, Lydia. <laughs> So I'm going to hurt Tabitha's heart even more. I haven't, haven't even heard of Mystic Pizza. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> but, um, I know who's in it. I'm going to flip the table and leave. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I'll move the things. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's, it's my table. Well, Man, you chose this life. <laughs> not quite as impressive if you move things and then flip the table, though. But I'm a nice person, oh. so. <laughs> as you were saying, um, before, before my things got threatened. <laughs> Um, yeah, I haven't even heard of it, so I don't really have a frame of reference, but there's a possibility it could be good or bad, so thumb sideways. Uh, Lydia, let's talk Neopets. Oh, yay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Neopets is getting a full mobile version of the website. It is basically a revamped version of the original website from the early 2000s, just for a smartphone app. Um, there was... They're, they were making, I can't talk, um, a Neopets game, but it was like a puzzle type game. It wasn't an actual website um, version of it. So now they're actually going to be taking the website that is a dear part of my childhood and putting it into a mobile version. And I am super excited and I want this. And I got really sad when I realized that all of my Neopets are probably dead from starvation. Uh, but thumbs up! <laughs> Tabitha. I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, what's a Neopet? <laughs> okay, so basically, think like Tamagotchi. Okay, yeah, yeah. I had, yeah. A, giga, I had a Giga Pet. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was a website. Oh, fancy. Saying there's all sorts of different like So like it's types. like Sims for animals? Basically. Okay, great. Kind of like that. That sounds like a giant time suck that I would never be allowed to touch because I would never do anything else for the rest of my life. But I'm happy that Lydia's happy, so thumb sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Um, yeah, Neopets was kind of not my jam so um i mean it sounds cool that they're bringing it back um it sounds like they're probably gonna do it justice with an app instead of you know website or something so i'm gonna go thumb sideways um kind of to echo tabitha um because i never i never neopetted but i'm happy that <laughs> i'm that happy sounds very wrong. <laughs> very wrong i'm happy that you're happy lydia um i'm gonna give this a thumbs up on the condition that you keep your pets alive this time okay Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe don't kill anything. <laughs> so To be fair, the last time I got logged into my account for Neopets, which was like roughly two years ago, they actually were still alive. Surprisingly. They were starving, but they were still alive. So there's that. Did you feed them? <laughs> I did. But it didn't bring their them up much. It was like spamished. So it was still like in the lower end of. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> totally dead. Yeah, they're right definitely now. dead. Uh-huh. So, so uh, <laughs> IDW uh, in April is going to release Star Trek Year Five, which basically what this is going to be. Um, it's going to be the fifth year of the five-year mission of the original U.S. Not the original U.S.S. Enterprise, but Kirk's U.S.S. Enterprise. Um, I've, I've said before, it's um, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with properties that transfer, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, formats. Uh, but this one kind of interests me, which is weird because I never was really into uh, the original Star Trek. I really got into it with the next generation on. Um, but, I don't know. It's, it sounds cool because, you know, because it, we didn't get the last year of that mission. So, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Lydia. Eh, thumb sideways. Short and sweet to the point. <laughs> Tabitha. I agree with you. Um, I have I have similar <clears throat> issues when you switch your formatting and the way you're presenting something, but I like a continuation of a story at the same time, so I'm also going to go thumbs up. <laughs> Matt. I mean, the way Star Trek has been handled recently bodes well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the movies have been, have been done well. Um, Star Trek Discovery continues like I've, said, I've watched a couple of episodes but you know the critics really like it um it seems to be like the star trek property seem to be in good hands right now um so yeah it, along with your you know feelings about switching media um i'm still gonna go thumbs up because star trek seems to be in a good place right now even if it's not front and center of like sci-fi culture yeah which um quick aside no spoilers but um, 
season two of Discovery premiered last week. It's it's on Thursdays now, and I'm not watching it currently. But um, but I watched I watched the season premiere last week after you know I got the episode up and everything. And oh my god, like for all the and and Grant, we've got so a long season to go. But for all the people who are complaining about Star Trek Discovery not being Star Trek, uh-huh. watch this episode. <laughs> this is yeah, it's. It, it has a much more Star Trek feel, which didn't bug me with the first season. But anyway, I digress. <clears throat> um, sticking with com- comics, though. Um, so, Kiss is going on their uh, farewell tour. For the 445th time? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Dynamite Entertainment is tying in with their farewell tour, and it's uh, and they're announcing Kiss the End. It's a new series to celebrate the band... Um, and their upcoming farewell tour. I'm going to read just a bit of the synopsis of the, uh, of the comic. So it's, a young man finds himself possibly dead and wrangling with some of life's most eternal questions. It's a good thing he runs into death, who sets, who sets him on a path to track down their own demon offspring. His prophetic guides in this quest are none other than the otherworldly kiss, the star child, the demon, the spaceman, and catman. Their help will be needed with plenty of peril along the way. Uh, it's written by Amy Chu, who she said, quote, uh, I'll be incorporating parts of the actual tour and kiss history into the storyline and expect lots of Easter eggs. This is so effing weird, and I love every second of it. <laughs> uh, outside of, you know, like their really big hits, like, you know, I want to rock and roll all night or whatever. Uh, I don't know a whole lot of kiss songs, but I am so down for this. Thumbs up all the way, Lydia. That sounds like so much fun, even though it sounds weird as all get out. Thumbs up. I want to read this. Tabitha. I'm scarred by Kiss. I had to pay like $400 to see them in 2004. And I've never gotten over it. So I'm going thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) Matt. Um, Yes, it does sound weird and bizarre, which I... Usually is, yes, my, my jam. I'm in for that. But Kiss... What? Why? Underworld? Why not? I, I gotta go thumbs down on this. I just don't see this being a good idea. <laughs> so, uh, sticking with aging rockers, Tabitha Ozzy Osbourne. Hey. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm so happy. Okay. So, Ozzy is celebrating the 37th anniversary of one of his uh, iconic moments. <laughs> Where he thought that someone from the crowd threw a plastic bat or a stuffed bat into up onto the stage, and he grabbed it and he bit its head off. Um, But it was real. And he had to get rabies shots. Spoiler alert: Ozzy didn't get rabies, but the bat the bat bat was dead. Um, And in celebration of that, um, Ozzy let us know that he was going to be releasing a Velcro-headed stuffed bat. (laughs) With the detachable head. Um, it's $40 and it's already sold out, which I was real bummed about. But um, he wrote, Today marks the 37th anniversary since I bit a head off of an effing bat. Celebrate with this commemorative plush with a detachable head. It's 12 inches. It's adorable. I'm sad that they're sold out. And thumbs up, Ozzy. <laughs> it's fantastic. Matt. I've seen Ozzy twice. Neither was an enjoyable experience because he's <laughs> old and he shouldn't even be hobbling around on stage. But this idea is freaking fantastic. Uh, thumbs up all the way. I'm sure you can find this on eBay right now for like hundreds of dollars. Oh my gosh, so much money. Tabitha is checking up on that. While she's checking up on that. Um, yes, especially since the bat is detach- has a detachable <laughs> head. Thumbs up 100%. <laughs> Lydia. I love this so much. I want one, but I don't want to spend like that hundreds and thousands of dollars on eBay to get one. But this is so cool. <laughs> Thumbs up. Great, like, anniversary of idea here. Oh, that face. <laughs> We've got something. Okay, so there aren't any because they were on pre order, so they got pre ordered, so until they get them, they can't put uh, them on eBay. Uh, However, I did find out some interesting information. When. Beanie Babies released a bat. Beanie Baby, they named Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> In case you guys were wondering. That is I think wonderful. I have the 
bat beanie baby. I need to go look at the tag now. Find one of those and make your own. Right? Um, I mean, embroider the logo, the Ozzy Osbourne logo on the front. But then there I gotta go. like cut its head off. That's a lot of sewing, and I'm not very good at that. Poke yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so Ozzy the bat. <laughs> All right, so it's let's so cute. let's switch gears. Uh, Matt, let's talk about Nike. So, okay, so Nike shoes, Nike had self-lacing shoes in uh, Back to the Future. Made a big deal a couple of years ago as Nike, as Nike, ugh, Nike was um, actually going to produce those self-tying shoes. They've taken this a step further, and they have come out with the Nike Adapt BB which uses an app to adjust the tension manually or from a smartphone app. You can... Att- oh, okay. Yes, the tension. <laughs> On your shoes. The laces. <laughs> Digging a hole here. Uh, <laughs> when, when you first put the shoes on, there is a custom. there are custom motor sensors which uh, adjust the level... Of tension necessary, and then adapts accordingly. After that, you can um, have the shoes adjusted um, by the app or manual. Um, so you're gonna love this. So, quote from Nike: By a manual touch, or by using the Nike Adapt app, players can input different settings depending on different moments of a game. So, in the middle of a game, you can. Untie your shoes if you want to. Because I, I have my phone out in the middle of the game right? to adjust so, my shoe tension. <laughs> um, Nike has tested these more than any other shoe that they've ever made because of the amount of technology that's included in them. Uh, they go on sale February 17th. Price tag $350. This is totally excessive. Thumbs down. Um, a couple of points before I get to my main point. Uh, first off, when you call it the Adapt BB, I was like, oh, I wonder if it comes in, like, orange and white. Um, and that's why I stopped him and said no, because I knew what he was thinking. My my ears perked, and I shut up. And, We've like, got, you can probably see a twinkle in my eye. Yeah. We've got seven more versions before we get to the Adapt BB-8. <laughs> that one will be orange and white. Fair enough. And have wheels. <laughs> yes. Ooh, wheelies. <laughs> um, also... The, the price tag for that, not unheard of for Nike shoes. I mean, sure. it, it is a little bit more expensive, I, I would assume, than regular Nikes, but they're expensive anyway, so whatever. My main point, um, and, and this is one thing that uh, Matt didn't point out, that you can change the color of LED lights placed within the sneakers, and the shoes are charged wirelessly and can last up to two weeks on a single charge. I don't need shoes that charge. Thumbs down. No, 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 Lydia. Unless, unless they do get to a PB8, then yes, absolutely. <laughs> Lydia. So, as much as I like that, they're like, "Hey, Back to the Future," it's actually kind of becoming a thing. I'm not going to spend that much on shoes to begin with. I don't need shoes that lace themselves via an app on my phone that may or may not be dead when I need my shoes to be tightened. <laughs> Because that's my luck. Just no. Thumbs down. That's <laughs> too much. You lost me at the price tag, but then Mitch recaptured my attention with the light up thing. Because <laughs> as someone who has child sized feet, yeah. I have been trying to figure out if I can still wear light up shoes as a 33 year old woman. Yes. For yes. years. And now I can. So thumb sideways. <laughs> they sell adult size light up shoes. You know this, right? I know, but I can't wear those. I would have to wear the child size ones. Okay, but they, I'm just saying, like, it's a thing. Like, right. you can wear them. If, but but if I went to want. a concert a couple months ago. And oh, my God. Yes. Cowboy boots on. And were they, they were light, light up, up cow- yes. Light up cowboy boots? <laughs> yes. And they were multicolored. And they were very distracting. And she was standing in front of me in the dark. And I almost missed half the concert because I was staring at her shoes. Okay, but can, I, can, can we be real for a second? I need these. They're. No, you don't. You really don't, I promise. They were awful, and everyone around her made fun of her for the entire time. I don't even care. Oh, God. That is amazing. So they were they were hideous. Yeah, I think I still have photos somewhere. I'll see if I can't find them for you. They were awful. So, Matt, uh, speaking of awful, let's talk about Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> that may be the best segue yet. Ever. Definitely the best segue you've literally ever had. <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> Nicolas Cage is starring in another movie. Surprise. Sadly to announce. Um, but not just any movie. This is going to be, it's, it's called The Color of Space, which is based on the 1927 H.P. Lovecraft story, essentially the same name, The, the Color of Space. Um, it's being produced by Elijah Wood's SpectreVision, co-written and directed by filmmaker Richard Stanley. Um, this will be technically, I think, the fourth adaptation. Um, there was a German version that was like super low budget. Uh, 1965, there was a version called Die, Monster, Die by Boris Karloff. And then in 1987, uh, the Will Wheaton movie, The Curse, was based off this same story. Um, quick rundown of what the story is about. A meteorite crashing on a farm in rural New England and the strange, unknowable, shapeless thing that comes out of it, slowly mutating and killing all life around it while manipulating space-time in the process. Basically, all that does is tell me that I need to go back and read this story and not watch the Nicolas Cage movie when this comes out because it's going to be... I mean, he's the strange, unknowable, shapeless thing, I'm sure. Uh, wow. <laughs> he's officially hung out with me too long. <laughs> what have you done? And, I mean, oh, right? And, and it might be possible that Nicolas Cage is manipulating space-time. I'm not positive on that. Not but, since Peggy Sue got married. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really glad Lydia got that reference. <laughs> um, so... I love the idea of a H.P. Lovecraft story being made into a movie. So, thumbs up on that. Nicolas Cage starring in it, thumbs down. Um, why not? I mean, if, <laughs> if Nicolas Cage continues to live, which he probably will for a very, 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 very long time, he's probably going to outlive us all, um, he's going to just end up starring in everything. So, why not? Let's just accept it. Let's just accept him as a our new o- overlord. Thumbs up, Lydia. <laughs> so, okay, fair enough, but if it gets to that point, he just needs to stop, like, taking on character names. Just every movie is this movie plus Nicolas Cage. This, he is his own character. But <laughs> I- I'm going to go with them sideways, yeah. Tap them. Uh, yeah, thumbs up on the story. This sounds like something I need to read. But, oh god, I don't want to look at Nicolas Cage any more than I already have to, which is a lot, because he's all over the internet, it's upsetting. So, thumbs sideways. <laughs> so, uh, last week we talked about the new Gus, uh, Ghost, Gus Busters, <clears throat> starring Gus Gordon. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> what? No, no. That's not a thing. That's not no. A thing. Wait, what? Um, no one's happy. That's, that's only a joke if you live in Springfield. Uh, <laughs> But uh, last week we talked about the Ghostbusters reboot. Re- I, I just shouldn't be talking. <laughs> um, so, so Leslie Jones, uh, who was in the female version of the Ghostbusters, uh, took to Twitter last week to uh, give her thoughts and feelings because, as we've talked about, the new Ghostbusters movie is not referencing the female version at all. It's in its own separate universe. Um, well, it's... It's more that the female version is is in its own separate universe. So anyway, uh, Leslie took to Twitter and she said, uh, and I'm going to edit here, uh, quote, so insulting, like, F us, we didn't count. It's like something Trump would do. And then Trump voice, gonna redo Ghostbusters. Better with men will be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Ugh, so annoying. Such a... D move, uh, <laughs> and I don't give an F. I'm saying something. I love Leslie Jones. I loved the 2016 Ghostbusters. <clears throat> 16, no, no, 17. 17. 17. I love the tw- uh, 2017 Ghostbusters. Um, sh- she was wrong in this. <laughs> the version of Ghostbusters that's being referenced came out before hers, well before hers. You know, and if anything, that's, you know, and, and to be fair, Yes, the living Ghostbusters did make cameos in their version, but it's not like their version referenced the original movies at all. No. So, okay. I'm, you know, like, I get it. It sucks that, you know, this probably is like the final nail in the coffin that we're not getting a sequel to that movie. I understand that, and that sucks, because I would like to see a sequel to that movie. But come on. This is not, like, something that Trump would do. This is something that's been in the works for years. I'm sorry, Lindsay Jones. Thumbs down. Lydia. 
<clears throat> yeah, just everything you said. Thumbs down. Tabitha. Yeah, she took that a little too far. I mean, I get being irritated and upset because, like you said, this is probably her, their, like you said, the final piece of information that is like, okay, well, you're not getting a sequel. But at the same time, be a grown-up about it. Yeah. Matt. I mean, yeah, I, I love Leslie Jones. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean, I don't feel like, and I don't have anything, any hard evidence to back this up, but I feel like this is not the only franchise where they have done movies essentially changed things up, done something different, and then after that one was not quite as successful as they would have liked, they go back and essentially continue from the original franchise, forgetting, not, like, you know, forgetting, bypassing, you know, not quite the right word, because they're going to, they're not going to completely ignore it, but, you know, mm-hmm. move past that other version to go back. The other thing is, is that this Ghostbusters Prime reboot, continuation, whatever, has been in the works for forever. Like, right. this was rumored before the Leslie Jones version a few years ago. So, like, comments in regards to that, just, I don't know. It, I, I want, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything mean, but it's like, that's almost ignorant to say that it's, you know. Right. To, <clears throat> about that, because it was in the works before this. Um, I'm just going to go thumbs down on her, like, extreme vocalization about this. Yes, be be unhappy about it. That's fine. But you could also be a little bit more adult about wording it. Right. And, you know, and who's to say, I mean, granted, especially after that tweet, maybe she won't get a cameo. But who's to say, because this script hasn't even been written yet. Yeah. Maybe they would at least still, not without directly referencing, you know, that movie or the plot, maybe give... Kristen Wiig or Leslie Jones or you know any of those you know like a quick cameo at least a shout out like hey you know yeah. like, we recognize you we see you but whatever um <clears throat> the last bit uh for for gut reaction so over the weekend um now depending and again like we don't always like to talk about politics but it does it happens sometimes um depending on which you know side of the aisle you fall on um she's either your favorite new uh representative or your least favorite new uh representative <laughs> uh alexandria uh, ocasio cortez am i pronouncing that right okay um so on sunday she uh participated in a uh a twitch live stream she called in and it was by a uh, youtuber harry Bruis, who was raising money uh for what is it for um for Mermaids, which is a charity that donates money to transgender children. And uh, by the time she had called in, uh, the live stream had been going on for 50 hours and had raised more than $200,000. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, but she she called in, and the, uh, the live stream was of the video game Donkey Kong 64, by the way, just for what it's worth. Okay. Uh, so... She called in, and then she spoke about the uh, lack of protections for transgender people at the federal level. Um, and she said that, quote, it's important that we do talk about these issues in the economic frame, but not let go of the fact that uh, discrimination is a core reason for economic hardship. Uh, like I said, I mean, lover or hater, you have to also recognize that she is playing to her base. She mm-hmm. is playing to voters in her you know, demographic, uh, which is awesome for her. And, you know, just the simple fact that she's basically taking more time out of her personal life to also, like, keep speaking out. I mean, that's awesome. This was an awesome live stream anyway. Uh, So, yeah, so I'm going thumbs up all around. Lydia. Uh, Yeah, I'm blanking on words, but I agree with you. Thumbs up. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, She's using her – she's using whatever platform she can to Mm – bring attention to something that obviously we need to bring attention to. And I think no matter what platform you're using, I think that's acceptable. So thumbs up. Matt. I mean, yes, use whatever platform you can. But part of what has been going on politically in the last couple of years is trying to mobilize voters who don't typically vote. Mm -hmm. This is probably a gross misrepresentation and an understatement. But the assumption is that gamers, you know, I I hate, you know, say like basement dwellers, you know, but, you know, but gamers, Twitch streamers are, Mm -hmm. are, are some of those people who are presumed to not be voting. So to be using that platform 
to do whatever it is she's going to do politically is a brilliant move. So, thumbs up. Yep. So, alright. A few other things that we want to talk about. Uh, First thing that I do want to make sure that we do talk about is that we had a chance to read uh, Deep Roots from Vault, which actually the the, uh, graphic novel uh, collection is coming out next week, January 30th. So I don't want to talk too much specifics um even though like if you've been following around following along like you've read the whole story already um i know i personally didn't get a chance to read the whole thing uh we were talking earlier before the show like i had a very bad day today (laughs) um so i didn't get a chance to read all of it uh did you guys get a chance to look at any of it i glanced at the the first like 10 pages or so and then i fell asleep (laughs) Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was able to read the first few. I skimmed few, a few, skimmed past a few more, okay. um, but I did not get to nearly as much as I would have hoped. Yep. I definitely want to go back and read more of it based on what I saw. Yeah. It's um, it's an interesting concept, and I'm going to read just part of the uh, the synopsis here. Uh, so, um, so it says that roots once suffering under cement tear through the streets of London and throttle to throttle buildings. Uh, vegetable homunculi hold up banks with automatic weapons. There is a green and blooming world beyond our own fighting back against the human pollutants. Uh, so what I really enjoyed about, and like I said, I only, I only read the first, the first chapter, if you will. Um, what I really loved about this is that it kept introducing us to people who we thought were going to be like the, the protagonist of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they so they introduce Tom, and then it's like he, who's a banker, and it's like okay, cool. This is gonna be kind of like a uh, like a underdog story, or you know, like somebody who you know is coming in from the outside who's gonna save humanity. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> then Sal is introduced. Okay, cool. It's gonna be a badass like action style story. Nope. And so like I I ended the first chapter being like I have no idea what's going on, <laughs> and I can't wait for more. But I had to get set up. So, um, but yeah. I, I think, yeah, for me, like, it, it's a fun story. I Like I said, I can't read, wait to finish it up. Um, what, now, I know, uh, Lydia and Matt, you kind of, like I said, you guys got a chance to read a little bit about, so, like, what are your initial thoughts? I really like the style mm-hmm. of the art for this. And, like you said, I also like how they're like, oh, hey, here's this character. And, nope, by the way, <laughs> he, he doesn't matter. I was just kidding. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, like I said, I didn't get too far into it, but I'm really interested to see where the story goes from the point I'm at. Mm-hmm. So, What about you, Matt? Pretty much the same. Like I, The art style looks super cool. Um, I'm excited to see how that <clears throat> plays in, both with the characters and uh, with the environments. But uh, I, story, I didn't get a whole lot into the story, but it definitely seems interesting, and I'm intrigued to see where it goes. So... Like I said, um, that comes out next week. Um, so definitely, if you didn't get a chance to read it when it was coming out monthly, definitely check it out. Uh, I will probably be doing that once we're done here. So uh, sticking with comics a little bit, Tabitha, I know you're super excited about this. Let's talk about Xena. Okay. <laughs> Small, tiny Tabitha loved Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> Very into it. Um, Dynamite Comics has announced that a new comic book series will be coming out. Um, the new story will be returning to ancient Greece, and this is the description that they shared. Take your swords, swords, and paperback. <laughs> <laughs> right, S words for five thousand, please, Alex. To follow the newest <laughs> adventures of the cult classic TV phenomenon and her trusted companion Gabrielle, as they will first have to investigate a mysterious village where children are miraculously strong. Could the infamously petty Greek gods be involved? And if not, how long before they stick their meddlesome hands in? Reasons I loved Xena. All of that. <laughs> like, there are, like, little adventures they went on trying to solve, like, cute little things that were going on wrong and then in their world. And then it was always because some Greek god, which I was obsessed with when I was a kid, was, like, sprinkling their Greek god dust on some village because they were just <laughs> bored. Um, 
I'm so excited for this. I This may be something that I actually, like, try to pick up, because if you guys remember, like, a couple of years ago, there was a thing where they were going to redo the television show, and then they were like, mm-hmm. just kidding. I think I brought that up to the show when that yeah. came out, because I was like, yay! <laughs> and then they were like, duh. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so this is going on sale, I think, in April, and I'm... I'm here for it. I'm ready. Who's who's doing it? Um, let's see. Uh, Vita Alaya, oh, uh, Dynamite. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Vita Alaya from <laughs> Black Panther, Shuri, Wonder Woman in the Wilds, and a newcomer in, on the art, Olympia Sweetman. And then the lettering is going to be by the woman who worked on James Bond 07 and the Nancy oh. Drew comics. Okay, so. And, you know, and to be fair, I mean, Dynamite does put out some Dynamite stuff, so. I'm too cold to shame value. I got it. Let's <laughs> say, like, it might warm you up, like. So I got you, because I wanted to do it, too. Thanks, Lydia. <laughs> so, okay, so I never I never really watched Xena. I may have watched, like, an episode or two oh here and there. Um, but... I didn't realize that there were petty Greek gods in Xena. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was like one of the things with Xena was that they were in ancient Greece and like there were these things that were happening around and usually that's what had happened because like I shouldn't be surprised, but but still. What did you think Xena was about? Well, no, I just I just didn't realize that the Greek gods would be petty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have yeah. you read right. any mythology ever? <laughs> Zeus is like, I'm bored. Let me knock up a human real quick. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually being petty, though. He's being a little petty. He's being a little rapey, but he's also being <laughs> a little <laughs> And they were, they're always like, no, I'm more important. No, me. I'm going to do this thing that's more important than the thing you did. She's not wrong. Welcome yeah. to all of all mythology. Of, yeah. <laughs> You did a thing, now I'm going to do that thing better, except I'm going to kill way more humans on accident. Accident. (laughs) In air quotes. Fair enough. Yes. (laughs) So, um, Matt, let's switch gears and let's talk about uh, Netflix and their subscribers. Really do need a Netflix news desk, don't we? I know, I know. So, you know, last week we were talking about Netflix raising their prices. This week we're going to talk about how they don't really need to raise prices because they make way too much effing money as it is. <laughs> um, so they have been in the habit of not releasing viewership numbers for pretty much their entire existence. Mm-hmm. Um, they've kind of started doing that a little bit. Um, so they have announced there are 319 million people uh, signed up for Netflix. Is it? No. Or is it supposed to be 139 million? I might be dyslexic. I don't know. There's a lot of million people <laughs> signed up for Netflix. Um, their revenue in the last three months is up 27%, totaling $4.19 billion. Um, and then as a list of things that they don't, they haven't been doing, um, they announced that Bird Box has right now 80 million views. Uh, 45 million of those views came in the first week. Sex Education um, is on pace for more than 40 million views by the end of the month. And the Lifetime series that made its season debut on Netflix, uh, You, has been watched forty million on 40 million Netflix accounts. Wow. So, The Hollywood Reporter did make a mention that there is no determination as what counts as a view, whether it's a full show, start and stop, how much you have to wear. The rumor is, is that if you watch 70% of a single episode or 70% of a movie, then it counts as a view. Okay. Which is still, like, as far as movies go, it's still quite a significant portion of the movie um not quite so much so many views to like walking dead and supernatural and once upon a time because i just watched them over and over (laughs) so not sure how that like really translates for shows especially if it only requires a single episode um but you know like i said it's not something netflix has been doing in the past so the fact that they kind of like threw this out there over the last week or so um i don't know is a little interesting that they would go ahead and do that after announcing they're raising prices. Mm-hmm. But again, like we've all kind of always wondered, like what's the viewership of Netflix mm-hmm. like? Well, now we're gonna. That sounds like we're gonna start getting a little bit of a hint of, yeah. you know, what's what's behind the scenes for that. So, um, we we can't have an episode of the Geek Awakens without the Lin Manuel Miranda news desk. 
Especially if there is a Lin-Manuel Miranda story, so. There's yeah, always uh, a Lin-Manuel Miranda story. I can <laughs> always find one. Fair. Right now, he's in Puerto Rico reprising his role as Alexander Hamilton to raise money. Yeah. Almost made it. Oh, no, that's two for me. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> in Hamilton, the musical, because he's trying to save Puerto Rico by himself because America won't help. <laughs> you know I'm right. Um, he has also been talking to Disney about doing a follow-up to Moana, which he was a music co-writer for. And according to... Um, his dad, who told Page Six, he's in. T- he's talking to Disney about a sequel to Moana, but the movie would be about a Latina princess because the Miranda family is from Puerto Rico. Yay! I want it so much. I don't know. I don't understand how it would be like a follow up to Moana though. Yeah, that's but about I... a Puerto Rican princess, like can't I just have a Puerto Rican princess without it being also about Moana? Like, is Moana gonna go to Puerto Rico? Like, is that how that's gonna work? I'm assuming that's how that's gonna work. Either that or they mean follow up more as, oh, hey, he's going to do another Disney movie. movie? Yeah. And it's his follow up to working on this one. It's just That's kind way, of what, more, more what I think. That's just, I guess the way it was like, it, well, it said that he's talking to Disney about a sequel to Moana, but the movie would be about a Latina princess. Like, how is a sequel to Moana, <laughs> yeah. who is about a Polynesian princess, going to be about a Latina? Like, that's my guess, yeah. is that Moana takes her boat to Puerto Rico because she's lost again or something. <laughs> Didn't Maui teach you anything? Right, Maui taught her nothing. As long as she takes the chicken, I'm okay. With it. <laughs> hey, hey, I have hey, hey socks. They're the best thing that's ever happened. To oh me. my gosh! <laughs> but um, I, I think we need this. Disney has over the years become more diverse, starting mm. with Tiana, and they've gotten better about things over the years and this is something that's obviously grossly misrepresented like underrepresented in disney princesses so yeah. we need this also lynn can do anything <clears throat> <once> ever so <laughs> so uh lydia real to real quick hi hi um let's talk dungeons and dragons so if you're bored with just like throwing dragons and goblins and whatnot at your characters to kill them um, they are, there is a supplement you can now get called the Malady Workshop that, uh, is written, come back here, <sighs> basically by a couple of medical students, there we go, by Jason Bacos, Bacos, Bacos? and Themis Pervescus. Yes. Uh, it is an unofficial supplement for the game, but they wrote this guide for DMs so they can create um, diseases for the storylines in their world. And yeah, it gives them um, com- key components for the disease, such as origins, symptoms, lethality, things like that. So you can now kill your characters in even more creative ways. In, like, medically relevant ways. In medically relevant ways. I like it. <laughs> and it's only two ninety five to download it. Oh. Oh, so it's nothing. No. For less than the price of a cup of coffee. Like, a, a large cup of coffee, I mean. Considering how much, like, the actual books and everything are mm-hmm. for Dungeons & Dragons, that's nothing. <clears throat> right. Like, just download this and make it a thing. I Yeah, I never, I never got into Dungeons & Dragons. I've known plenty of people who have, but... That even for an outsider, that sounds cool. Right. So, all right, guys, we're gonna do one more story. Uh, do we want to talk about um, a giant tub of mac and cheese? Um, do we want to talk about a deer getting lost? Or do we want to talk about um, how many times Deadpool cursed in Deadpool? <laughs> I want to talk about the poor deer because you showed us that. Yeah, same days. Okay, <laughs> Matt. Sure. <laughs> so, I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> He's like, I'm outnumbered. I'm... So this, um, this actually came from friend of the show, um, friend of the show slash like cameraman slash everything. Uh, not Seth. <laughs> uh, he showed this to me the other day, and this came from the Twitter account at uh, DC Furs, which is for DefCon Furs. DEFCON, if you don't know, it is a um, it is a hacker convention in Las Vegas. 
And DEFCON First is a group that organizes events and parties at DEFCON for members of that community who are also furries. Anyway. So, so everything I, Tabitha does not want. Correct. Basically. <laughs> um, so I say all this. That doesn't have a whole lot to do with this story, but I do want to give you an idea of who this is coming from. So this came out uh, back on the 22nd, so back on Tuesday. And it was a picture. It says, the tweet says, Breaking Muse. Uh, just when you thought it was going to be routine Monday night, 2 a.m. server maintenance, the venison red team gets past your fancy guards and biometrics. <laughs> <laughs> so a deer broke in to a uh, yeah, to a server maintenance room. <laughs> and you can see like the hole that the deer like broke into. Like and, he like, literally yeah, broke in. Literally. <clears throat> so then it's followed up. It says, update, intruder playing hide and seek in the data center. <laughs> and there's a video of the deer just kind of roaming around doing its thing. Like, hey, what's up? I'm just here, just chilling. A little bit later, update. Looks like the party is go- is getting shut down. And then the the emoticon that's like the capital D and then the colon. So it's like, it's kind of like almost like the Pikachu surprise face. <laughs> and it's got a, sh- uh, a man in a sheriff's shirt. So... He at least works for the, the sheriff's office or whatever. Department. Department. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Sheriff's office. <laughs> whatever. It's fine. Um, coming in to get the deer. And then finally, um, <clears throat> one last video update. Deer runs out of data center past cops yelling, hack, quote, hack the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a video of the deer escaping and falling downstairs. Yeah, oh, poor dude. Puppy? Why do I say puppy? <laughs> Everything's just a puppy. It's okay. It's fine. I mean, generally, if I say aw, it's usually followed by puppy. Like, <laughs> like this poor little thing, like, it's being, like, chased down by people, and it trips over itself and falls over because it's trying to run on a tile floor with hooves, and then it just, like, tumbles down the stairs. It's like, aw. My biggest beef with this is, is like, it was so easy for that deer to break into this room. What is that wall? What is it made of? Where is your insulation? (laughs) Like, if if it's that easy for a deer to break in, how are you not flooded? I kind of hope there's nothing important on those servers, uh, (laughs) because that (laughs) you'd have a data breach, and it's not going to be pretty. I'm just a little disappointed that you said my beef instead of my venison. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just impressed that you got the shame and not me. You've already had so many. I was going to try and pass the box, but it wasn't working. (laughs) Oh, my God. Stop talking. I, you know, I will say, though, like... Me and Lydia, over here on this side of the table forever. <laughs> um, for the, And granted, we only saw, like, two short videos. But in those videos, like, that deer didn't do a whole lot of damage. No. It could have done a lot more damage. Oh, yeah. It just tore a hole in the wall and then was like, oh, shh. I'm stuck here now. I guess I live here now. Can someone please forward my mail? Like, <laughs> All right, Steve, uh, I guess your shift is over now. <laughs> is there like a direct deposit form I should be filling out? <laughs> do I need a W-2? Hey, what, what are you going to claim on your W-4? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, just baby. <laughs> Too soon. I mean, at least the wouldn't be widowed. You're both monsters, and I hate you, and I can't decide who to shame, so I'm not shaming either of you. I mean, to be fair, I was trying to see if I could work a behoofing joke in there, too, and I couldn't manage it. I would have just left. <laughs> <laughs> just ringing the chain bell on the way out the door. I had one more, and I just couldn't. You just have, like, a mental breakdown. You just start shaming everybody. Like, <laughs> you waited too long, and I stop sign. Shame. <laughs> That's why it stays here. It doesn't go, it doesn't go home. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's not allowed to live with me. <laughs> coffee pot takes too long to brew. Shame <laughs> the coffee pot. Neighbors call the landlord. They're like, what is 
happening over there? There's All just we- this ringing. We don't know. <laughs> it's constant. <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> but at least a lot of angels are getting their wings. True. That's really what I'm trying to do. Tabitha's being a humanitarian. Is it still being a humanitarian if it's for angels? Actually, it's an angeltarian. <laughs> actually, wait. Didn't we determine at one point that every time the shame bell gets ring, the devil gets loose? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. we're all doomed. Yeah. yeah, we're screwed. Yeah, we're all doomed. <laughs> so, with that said, <laughs> that's all the time that we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, we'll be back next week, but in the meantime, we'll be posting news on Facebook and Twitter throughout the week, so be sure to follow us there. While you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Also, be sure to listen to 217radio.com for the best music of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be back next week. Everybody, say bye. Bye! bye.